Hello, welcome to episode 104 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. Welcome, my name's Mike Hurley. I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. Brian Dowdy. This is like masterpiece theatre. Uh-huh, I'm, like, I'm bringing the people in this, this week. Come on in, guys, <laughs> you, take a seat. You're, you're very welcoming. Here, come join us. I've, I've been on a, I'm, I'm calm, maybe calm and tired today. Yeah, well, you have a good reason to be uh, tired. I'm surprised you're uh, you're calm after the week you've had. So uh, you have been uh, doing a little traveling this week, which is why we're recording on Thursday. So why don't you uh, why don't you tell us what's been going on? So I have been um, in Ireland in a, a, ta- a town called Kilkenny, um, attending the All Conference. Um, it's an Apple-based sort of conference. Developers, designers, and people in the industry. And All um, is Gaelic for Apple. Okay. Um, Hence the, the cool name, uh, and yeah, so I've been there this week. Got some, just watched some great talks, met some really great people, um, had some drinks, ate great food. Um, I met a bunch of pen addict listeners as well. That's hilarious. I, that that boggles my mind. Like you can't even believe. I was very surprised. Like basically, if if anybody came up to me and like, oh, I listen to your shows, I'm like, great. And then if anybody said the pen addict, I would like embrace them immediately. <laughs> Um, I think I met like maybe three or four, but I can, Brad, you know what? I'm like, I can only remember a couple of names, which mm-hmm. makes me feel terrible. Um, but I will say, I want to say hello to everybody that, that come up and came up and said hi, um, during the week. It was very, very awesome to meet people uh, like Bruno and Alexander and Terry and, and, um, those three guys I have. Uh, special reasons for remembering them all because they gave me things or were, were nice to me in a certain way because these but everybody was lovely of course um, there is one other person that I'm going to mention in a moment because I can see we've got something in the dock and it's pertinent to that um, <laughs> but Terry uh, he had with him at all a uh, Visconti Wall Street oh that that's one sexy pen right there I thought that he might kill someone with it by accident. <laughs> it's a big pen, huh? It's huge. Yeah. And we had a me and Terry had a really great chat of a dinner actually about um, just everything pen related. He was the first person who outed himself as a pen <laughs> addict listener to me. Oh, that's um, amazing. So yeah, I had a great time and met loads of really awesome people. And if you came up and said hi, thank you so much for doing it. I'm sorry if I've forgotten your name. I remember you all. I remember all of your faces. Names are just really, really bad for me. I remember the names of people that gave me their cards. <laughs> that certainly I kind of <laughs> cheated, you know. Do you remember my name? Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I don't know okay. who this guy is. I gotcha. just sit here and then sometimes you're here and then I talk to you. <laughs> so people what? started receiving their shirts. Yeah, man. A bunch of them. Maybe maybe all of them, all 149 of them. So do you want to know who received a T-shirt? Who? My girlfriend. Do you want to know who that? hasn't yet received a shirt? Me. You. I love it. I could not be happier. I think they're stuck in customs because I <laughs> ordered like three of them. Mm-hmm. So I think they're stuck in customs and the mystery pen that you brought, that you bought me is stuck in customs. And I've only been able to, to deal with it today, so they should be coming in over the next couple of days. 
yeah, so you've been out of town, so you haven't been able to spring them. Exactly. They, they put these lovely little cards for your letterbox. You owe us I feel eleven pounds. So, I feel so yeah. I feel so bad about y'all your customs situation. I, I I just wish there was something I could do about it, but I guess there isn't. We're you could bring stuck. them over like personally. Yeah, that would be the, the only real way that we could deal with that okay. situation. Death taxes and customs. Hmm. <laughs> Like oh, there was something I wanted to just throw into the notes because I really enjoyed it from this little um, this little blog that I read from time to time called The Pen Addict, mm-hmm. where you did your a roundup of your worst pens that you've ever reviewed. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I like that. It's in that. the show notes. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't see it in there. Oh, yeah. You've put it right at the bottom. Well, let's forget I ever said that and we'll come to that later. Yeah. Brad, I think I'm a bit tired right now. I, I don't blame you one bit. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. I, and I just woke up and I'm properly caffeine, so I'm I'm actually feeling pretty decent for a change. Mm. So yeah. Wow. Well, look at us guys. But you had some follow up for this. Week's I do episode. have some follow up. Just a little quick one because I'm still getting a lot of questions about it from last week's episode where we did the the Twitter Q and A. Um, this time of year is graduation time for high schools, colleges. So we're, I'm still getting a lot of the graduation gift questions. And right after we recorded, someone sent me the link that uh, Brian Goulet at Goulet Pens had just put up a post about the top five fountain pens for graduation gifts. So I thought it was kind of pertinent. And his list is really good. Um, you know, on his, he, he breaks it down into three factors uh, to consider when you're, you're buying a graduation gift presentation you know does it is the pen going to look good you know is it going to make a make an impression on the person that you're giving it to um kind of a quality of the pen you know is it uh, going to last a long time is it durable is it going to a pen they're going to be able to use for years perhaps the rest of their lives and ease of use is the pen enjoyable um is it an easy writer is it an easy cleaner um you know maybe it's the person you're giving it to hasn't necessarily experienced a fountain pen so you want to give them an uh, Give them an easy, a pen that's easy to use that the, that they can figure out quickly. So he put together his list, and uh, I gotta say it's it's pretty good. His number one is the Lamy Studio, which is just a very well designed, kind of striking Lamy. Um, it's one of the um, it one of the few Lamys I think that you can get in a steel nib option and a gold nib option, which uh, they usually just kind of do one or the other. So. That's a good choice there. Then he's got the Edison, anything from the Edison line. Then he's got a Lamy 2000. And he's got a Monteverde Invincia Deluxe, which is just butt ugly. But The black nib is horrible. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it'd be better if it was all. They make an all black one where it's actually reasonable. But with this gold, or that might, that might even be rose gold. Yeah, that's rose gold, which is just, mm, that's not pretty. And then uh, a, a platinum. 3776, which is a pen we will talk about later because I'm enjoying the one that I have. Mm-hmm. And then has the honorable mention of the vanishing point. Um, you know, that's a that's a tough gift pen aside from how cool it is. It's just not made for everyone to write with. So anyway, I, I wanted to throw that out there for people that are still looking for graduation gift ideas, especially from fountain pens. Um, and what's interesting, a lot of these options um, – some well, not a lot, but some of them have rollerball options. Like if you're not a um, a fountain pen person or don't want to buy a fountain pen as a gift, um, I know the Lamis have rollerball options for these same pens. So something to keep in mind. So that's a good 
good link, good reference in, uh, from Mr. Goulet. And since we haven't done it in a while, I wanted to give a quick NotCo update just because we're about to wrap up this thing, Mike. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah. So last update, I did an update Sunday. I only We only have 140 orders left out of 2,066. <laughs> so, And then I just shipped out about 40 of those today. So we're down to about 100 orders left. And I'll have, I don't know, another 30 or so shipped out tomorrow. And then probably most of them by late next week. We should be just about there, just about done. So I just wanted to give people the heads up that we're not going to roll straight into the store opening once the Kickstarter's fulfilled, we need to build up some inventory. So we're going to take probably the rest of the month of May um, to build up inventory. We're going to look for a workspace that we can rent. We're going to look to hire some help. Um, I think we're just at that at that point. The feedback has been so good, and we got people lining up for this stuff that we want to, you know, do a better job of getting uh, our production out quicker. So uh, we need all these things. So we're going to take May to kind of get that going, and then we'll have the shop open in June sometime. I'm not going to say June first, but it'll be in in June at some point in time. So it's looking good for that to wrap up here in the next week or two, and. We'll, we'll be done with the, the with the Notco Kickstarter, and then we'll be on to to phase two and um, open up the store and get into retail, and uh, then we'll then we'll really see what's going on with this thing. It's pretty crazy. Wow, you've been a busy guy. I am. Yeah, I'm extremely busy. <laughs> I'm so busy, Mike, but I'm not too busy to order new pens. And I ordered a pen last week. I'm not sure if you caught this on on my Twitter because you you've been busy all week. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really seen been you online up. hardly. Yeah. Um, but I placed an order for a Nakaya. Wow, what one? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. How's that? So that was so, what I was going to say. I have actually tried out a Nakaya this week. Oh, cool. Now this is from this, again. This this is one of the the very very lovely people whose name I cannot remember. <laughs> um, he had incredible blonde flowing locks of hair. Nice. Um, Let's call him Mr. Nakaya. Yeah, Mr. Nakaya. And uh, mm-hmm. I was at lunch and he had it with him. He's like, it's what, the first fountain pen that I bought. I'm like, are you crazy? Because <laughs> he was in Japan and they're kind of everywhere. And then with the exchange yeah. rate and he, he saw it and it was in this lo- lovely little like um, fabric sheath, you know? Kimono. Is that what they call them? Yes. So it was in a kimono. Um, that's kind of nice that they called them that because like the kimono mm-hmm. is like the gown, isn't it? But anyway, yes, yeah, so it, exactly. it was very similar in fabric and style actually to a kimono, mm-hmm. and it had like a, a ribbon that that kept it all together. Yep. And uh, I didn't use it too much because I didn't want to. Because <laughs> he was like, "No, no, do it." And I was like, "Ah, this is how I could then tell that it was maybe his first founding pen because I wouldn't really be that keen on on letting somebody." <laughs> Um, well, now if I was in Japan and, and saw it, I that, you know I I can I could see that being someone's first fountain pen. That's uh, that's would, a pretty big yeah. deal, you know. Like if you're traveling and you're over exactly. there and you happen you see that, I could see that happening for very, sure. Very, very, very beautiful. Yeah. So, so what did I, it look like? Did you do you know anything about the one that he had? It was very similar to the ones that we've looked at before. Uh, where's a good place for me to go where I can maybe try and point this out? Nibs.com. Nibs.com. 
But what, what did you, uh, the biggest thing I want to know, what did you think about the weight? It was light. Yeah, they're extraordinarily light pens. Yeah, it was very light. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it was like the Naka I. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that sort of style. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was one of these. Yeah. For sure. Very, very pretty. Very, very pretty. Yeah. But unassuming. Yeah, very. Um, I would need to use one a little bit longer, I think, to try and understand what I'm getting for that money because sure. there's not a lot going on there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And how how the nib feel? Do you... It was, it was I, I literally wrote two words and did a little scribble. Chicken. Um, You're a big chicken. I don't like, I just, I don't like to use other people's pens. I, I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I get very nervous. I can understand To that. do that. Um, plus, I was eating a burger at the time, and, oh. and my hands were all greasy. Yeah, and I, I was I like, "My hands." He's like, "No, just do it." I was like, but "My hands are covered in grease," <laughs> and he was like, "No, it's fine." I'm like, "Ah!" So the whole situation was uh, yeah, was obviously awkward. very charming, but terrifying for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great! So I, I look forward <laughs> to to Yon Nakaya arriving. How yeah, how, so how long do you think it will be until it arrives? Should be here Monday. Right. Um, it would have been here Friday, but when I ordered it, the you order it and then they send you an invoice to confirm everything and then you pay for it. So they don't obviously get to go until you pay for it. And the invoice went straight into my spam folder. Not so sure. I had to email them, email them back on like Monday night and they said, yeah, we sent it here. We'll send it again. And so I didn't get it paid for till Tuesday. So it would have been here by Friday if I had seen it Monday, but ah. uh, it'll be here Monday in time for next week's podcast. And Speaking of which, we're going to record Thursday again next week, yep. so I actually should have time to use it and give some uh, initial impressions. Looks like it's going to and be a big show next week. We're both going to have new purchases. Yes, sir. Because uh, hopefully your pen is actually one of those things sitting in customs that yep. uh, I got you from the pen show. Yep. So hey, it's been a while since we both had new pens to talk about. It has been. It has been. I'm real anxious to see what you think about yours. Me I'm too. Still nervous. Still nervous. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. So, yeah, next week we should both have some really different stuff than we normally have. Should we take a quick break? Let's do it. Let's thank and our sponsor have- for this week's episode. It is the fine folks over at Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that make it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and an online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code NOCK. That's N-O-C-K at checkout. A better web starts with your website. Squarespace websites are really easy to build because they make everything super simple, and but it's all beautiful. So they have really fantastic templates that you can create Squarespace websites from. You create all of your pages using their drag-and-drop content and page-building system. All of their beautiful templates feature responsive web design, and it makes it super easy to set something up that looks really professional and just get to the work that you want to do. So um, when I was at All, uh, they had a, the photographer that they had there. His name was Ben, uh, Ben McCarthy, and Ben used Squarespace to host his portfolio. And one of the really cool things, so he was showing me his website, and one of the cool things is he had the Squarespace portfolio app on his phone, and he was showing me his photos by just going into the portfolio app because they have a special app that will then just collect up all of your images. So he could just show me all of his 
like photos and all the media that was on his site without even needing to go to his Squarespace site. But then I went there to look at some of his work as well. He's actually very talented. But um, so yeah, that's just so showing how they're fantastic for portfolios. I know people that have blogs there, like for example, Mr. Brad Dowdy, penaddict.com is a Squarespace blog. My co-host on the prompt, uh, Stephen Hackett, Five Twelve Pixels is a Squarespace blog too. As well as that, I know that Brad is also going to be the knock co-store that he mentioned, that's going to be all on Squarespace too because of their commerce platform. Every single Squarespace website can have an online store built right in. You can sell physical goods, digital goods, and they give you all of the tools that you need to do that. They have 24-7 support through live chat and email, and they have teams located in New York City and Dublin. Squarespace plans start at $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. You can start a free trial right now with no credit card required and start building your website today. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure that you use the offer code NOCK, that's N-O-C-K, to get 10% off your first purchase. And it will also show your support for The Pen Addict. So thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting all of 5x5 and this show. So that's Squarespace. Squarespace is where a better web starts with your website. Sorry, Brad, I wasn't done. I was taking a dramatic (laughs) pause. That's all right. Sorry to uh, sorry to uh, interrupt you there, but uh, I was going to say that's the best offer code ever. Knock N O C K ten percent off. Yep. Hey, one thing about the uh, the Squarespace apps, all those are free. Mm. They mm-hmm. those are those are free apps, and they finally gotten them right. Um, since back in the Squarespace five days, they they had a tough time with the iOS apps, but now they are just they're extraordinarily useful and work wonderfully. So I haven't used the portfolio app for obvious reasons. I don't have a portfolio mm-hmm. that I need to show, but someone like Ben, I bet that's pretty cool and, and pretty perfect for him to show off his work real quick. Uh, they have um, Squarespace Metric on, mm-hmm. uh, which is their sort of stats tracking app. Yep. That's on that. iPad now, too. Cool. They have an iPad version. Very cool, very cool. Well, we have a uh, we have a brand new pen blog of the week. Some people guessed it today. Shocking that they were able to guess what my pen blog of the week was going to be on today's podcast. But uh, have you seen this yet, Mike? I have seen this. I tweeted about it this. earlier today. I bet you have. It's called The Cramped, and it is from our mutual fin- friend, Mr. Patrick Roan. How cool is this? No friend of mine anymore coming in oh. here stealing our ideas. He's a competitor now. <laughs> No, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really happy to see this. Pat is a longtime friend of mine, and uh, I always we've had him on the show a couple of times. We've had him on the show, and we're trying to get him back on. We've had some scheduling conflicts. We're, we're um, both mostly pretty difficult because of me. Well, and me. I think we're both pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, we're both difficult uh, difficult schedules. It's amazing our schedule has worked so well for so long. To be perfectly honest, we are definitely <laughs> podcasting divas, you and I. Yes, we are. We are. You have to. Uh, you have to really get to get in there and get to know us well to to be able to come on the show. But no, we've had Patrick on before, and we love Patrick. And he uh, he's teasing that he might do a podcast, and um, you know he's got already got some reviews up on the blog. Um, he's got the Baron Fig, uh, confidant review up um he's gonna have some guest contributors like our our other friend harry marks who i very much enjoy from curious rat and um you know if you're familiar with patrick at all and patrick's work you know that this is going to be extraordinarily well done and spectacular and i can't wait to see uh what the guys are going to do with this blog so you guys check it out i did a i did a post um 
post today on the pen attic which i rarely do but um i appreciate everything that patrick's ever done for me and i wanted to show him some support by giving him a boost right out the gate and um you know like a lot of longtime listeners of the pen attic know that it was you mr hurley and uh mr patrick roan that uh got me involved into uh creating this podcast yep. so i thank both of you for for uh for that and i will never forget it he is an instrumental part of our history Absolutely. And now he's building his own pen future. So good luck, Patrick, and I'm sure we will be talking more about your blog soon. All right. On my blog this past week, Mike, I had a lot of of changes, a lot of updates, um, especially to the top five pens page, which is the perpetually late top five pens page. I can tell it's time for an update. If I haven't done it in about three or four months, the emails start to come in. Hey, when are you going to update your top five pins? Hey, have you done it yet? When are you going to do it? Have you done it yet? So once I start getting about a couple of those a week, I know it's about time for me to update it. Yep. And this was a pretty good update. There was a, a decent amount of changes. And I just wanted to go through a few if uh, that's okay with you and see what you think. I'd love it. So I... I just wrote a short little intro post and saying that it had been six months since I've updated the top five pins list. And there were a couple of things looking at the old list compared to the list that's now currently published. Um, I've noticed a couple of things and those kind of bullet points were that my fountain pen love and knowledge continues to grow. I have a serious fountain pen ink problem, which is so true. There's lack of innovation in the office supply stores which we all know know that. And if you're a listener of this plot, podcast or reader of the blog, um, you know I have uh, little patience for that. Um, and I say good pens stay good, which, you know, there's some some things that are just hard to hard to be be- beaten on uh, a lot of these lists and uh, also that I'm perpetually behind on reviews. When I make a new top five list, Mike, and I'm going in to link the posts and I don't have a link to the product that I want to uh, a, pro- uh, a review um, of the product that I've put in the list, I know I'm kind of behind on the reviews when I see all the unlinked uh, items on the top five list. So, yeah, I was about to ask you that, why there were yeah. some had links and now I realized it, but yeah, you've, you've just... <laughs> The so I'm starting to I'm starting to take care of that, especially on some of the inks that um, I've already done. I've already started on the reviews to kind of fill in those fill in those blanks. So it's it's a good reference for me to to see what needs to be filled in um, on the blog, what reviews I need to get done. So let's look at the list real quick. So my my overall top five, which I just think are they're pens I recommend a lot to people. Um, you know, either their first fountain pen or a upgrade to their fountain pen or a great micro gel ink pen or a great ballpoint pen. These are pens that are kind of tried and tested and every time I recommend them, people seem to enjoy them. I still enjoy them. Um, They've held up with the test of time, I guess. So this is the list that a lot of people say, hey, I just bought all the pins on your top five list and I love them all. Thank you for doing that. So I try to keep this list, um, I don't know, kind of covers a lot of bases, if you will. You know, you've got a fountain pen in the number one spot, the Twisby 580. That was at the number one spot last time too. It's um, it's just a really good quality pen for a really great price. 
Um, I've said before just how much of a great value that pen is, how much enjoyment I get out of using it, how much versatility you get out of it by being a piston filler. You can change the inks real quick, clean it out real quick, put in a new ink. The nib units are replaceable, which someone made that point in the comments or in an email to me, you know, saying that adds value that you can switch out from an extra fine nib to a stub nib, um, you know, on the fly if you wanted to. So it's, it's a really versatile versatile pen and it's hard to beat the price and then two of my favorite pens that i always carry with me the unibalsano dx.38 which i just recommended to someone on twitter about 15 minutes ago that one comes up a lot and the Odo graphic liner which i still use a lot um that's a real good field notes pen my those two actually the sino dx and the graphic liner i use those in my field notes a lot now one pen fell off the top five because I'm not using it as much as I used to. And in its place, the pen that fell off is the Secure Pigma Micron, which I love. There's really no problem with that pen. I just find myself reaching for the Kurataki Zig Cartoonist Mangaka pen. Of course for my you are. Plastic tip pen. Huh? Of course. Of course, absolutely. Do you not know this pen? <laughs> no, it's just the name. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I think that's even the short version of the name. I actually think it's longer than that. Yes, what's, on the, the, what's on the plastic tip pens topic? Because I don't take fountain pens away. Right. I took with me an autographic liner and a Sharpie pen. I have the mm-hmm. aluminium Sharpie pen. I loved using the Sharpie pen this week. Yeah. Just, just I'm, a I'm real just solid, a just solid, good workhorse, you know? Yeah, what I, I love so much about these plastic tip pens is kind of they have a, a, a sharp line, like yeah. the edge is sharp, yep. and it, it generally, it tends to make your handwriting look better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a good it's just a good writer and, and good sketch pen and just a good all-around pen, so I actually use them, use them a lot. I use them, I'll definitely use them more than ballpoints. Um, I probably don't use them more than gel ink pens, but um, probably gel ink pens and then plastic tip pens outside of fountain pens are what I use the most. And then the Uniball Jetstream rounds out the top five. That's just such a good all-around pen that's available everywhere and is affordable, and it fits a lot of needs for a lot of people on being smooth and good-looking ink and quick-drying and archival, and it's a ballpoint, so the ink refills kind of last a little bit bit longer. Like, I recommend them to a lot of students. Um, I've had that email a bunch in the past couple weeks. You know, a lot of them are doing finals and having to write papers or – you know, doing exams and things like that. And they need to, something that's going to last through like a whole exam session and, you know, not give them any problems. And the jet stream comes up a lot for that. So that's the top five. They, it's 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 going to be hard pressed for that to to change a lot unless I, you know, really get sideswiped by something. Um, these are, like I said, these are just the the tried and true pins that have, have never let me down and a lot of people enjoy. Um, the top five micro gel ink pins. They pretty much stayed the same, except the Pilot Juice .38 has made the jump into the top five. That's the pen I've been using for any non-high-tech C Kickstarter pens that I get because they fit. A lot of them are made for the Pilot G2 ink refill, and you can just kind of get some of the basic colors with the G2. With the Juice, you can get about twenty different colors. And you can get them all in the 0.38 millimeter size. The blue-black is my go-to Pilot Juice. Um, if I don't have a high-tech C in all my Kickstarter barrels, I have the 0.38 blue-black Pilot Juice. It's really, really good. 
Um, yeah, it, I could see it even even moving up the charts further. It's it's I recommend that pen a lot. Um, and the reason it's better than the G two, I find it the ink not to be as blobby. It's a little bit cleaner writer, a little bit smoother writer, and the ink is archival. If you care about those kind of things, that's kind of a big feature for a lot of people. Um, so that that's something to consider if you're if you're looking for a pen and it, all these gel ink pens. I don't think any of them are over three dollars. The high tech C might be over three dollars now. It might be like three thirty, but I think most of these are around the two two fifty range. So you can check out all these and and see what you see what you like and um, definitely check out the juice. That's a it doesn't get a lot of a lot of play, but um, it's a pen I find myself using more and recommending more. Now the top five pens in the store list. Guess what, Mike? No change. Hooray! <laughs> I I don't know what to, I should just cancel that list. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> never going to change. Like, how long would it take before that could ever change? Uh, take know? a while. Yeah, they'd have to they have to start bringing over like the Pilot Acrobat. That could probably be on this list because now that they've made it um, available in like big box retail stores now, um, that actually has a chance to be on this list. Um, you know, but it would take them doing something like making a big push, like with the pilot juice or something. You know, but it's it's probably not going to change. And these are all good pens. You know, if you need to to go to the store and pick up a pen, you know, you want to grab the Jetstream or the Sino Two Hundred Seven or the Sharpie pen, like you just mentioned. These are pens that are readily available at at grocery stores, you know, drug stores, office supply stores. You know, if you're just in in immediate need for a pen. And you can't order online. That's the kind of those are the kind of pens you want to look at. So my fountain pen lists are broken down into two lists. I kind of have the I have the top five fountain pens, the no brainers list, which are um kind of the pens you are more mainstream. Um, they're a lot of people use them. A lot of sites sell them. They're easier to get, easier to come by, and um, there's not a lot of crazy options that you have to think about when buying pens like this. So this list obviously has the Twisby 580 at the top. Um, it's, I, I think everything's been said about that pen that I can say. It's just a really, really great pen. Lamy 2000, number two, which I'm going to hedge on this a little bit. That seems like I'm a still quite fighting a big, mine. That's, yeah, and, I, I, wouldn't uh, I might have to knock this one down some. It's, it's becoming a frustration point for me. So even though I've just updated this list and I've been using it, I find myself using it now and getting frustrated with it. But um, we'll see. Yeah, that we'll seems see like, it seems like that. a strange uh, choice for a, a no-brainer considering how many issues you had with yours, for example. I know, I know. But it's just such a classic pen. Um, and people love it. Everyone that uses it loves it. There's very few people that hate it like i will never hate the pen i'm just having frustrations with the nib and uh part of it's self-inflicted but yeah i mean i I see your point and it's it's a valid point and if i recommend that recommend a lami 2000 anyone or talk to anyone about it i always bring that up saying you know they're they're known for being a little bit squirrely in the nib area so that's something you need to check out but someone like goulet pens if you order from them they'll test your nib before they um send it out to you if you um 
if you request that, they're happy to do that. So, yeah, that's something that's a that's a pen that's given me a, a lot of consternation here recently. So, we'll see. But I got two new entries on the no-brainer list, and one of them is the Edison Beaumont. Not everyone is familiar with Edison pens. Um, they're not carried, you know, they're carried in a lot of places. They're not extremely widespread. The more I use the brand, the more I am impressed with the pen. Um, I know you have a Perlette mic that mm-hmm. I know that's one of your favorite pens. Um, it's just a really good quality pen. I listed the Beaumont in my, as number three in my fountain pen list. It's just a classically designed, well-made pen. Um, it's very comfortable. Um, the nibs are great. I, it's one of those pens I have a hard time putting down, and it's just a it's a very simple pen, um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. And it kind of goes hand in hand with number four on the list, the Pelican M two hundred five. Neither of these pens are. God, what's the word? They're not going to. They're not like uh, show pens. These are workhorse type pens. You know, the Edison Beaumont has a lot more colors, and you can do do a lot more different things with that and get a little bit more um, non-standard design than, like, the Pelican M205, which just generally comes in solid colors, black, white, red, taupe. The Beaumont has a lot of different um, different type of colors, materials you can get it in. But I find both of those pens to be similar characteristics in that they're kind of understated, but just very high quality, very good writing pens. And then number five, I've got the Vanishing Point, which I still love that pen. I know you, you're you not a fan of it, and not everyone's a fan of that pen, but I think that's a pen to consider um, if you're looking for, obviously, for a retractable fountain pen. It's the about the only one you should even consider. Um, some of the other ones aren't as great of an option. Um, they just don't function as well as the Vanishing Point, and it, it's actually still a pretty good value for the price for what you get, so I love that pen. And um I'm debating on whether I should try out one of these new metallic barrel ones. I showed you those, right, Mike? Yeah, you did. We spoke about them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm still undecided. I think I'd still want to try to find one of the the white and black barrel ones before I try the the bright, um, the bright and shiny green, orange, blue, purple, red. I think were the five colors. So I can't decide. We'll see. I'm in no hurry for that. Now the fountain pen, the second fountain pen list I keep is called the Sumbrainers, which these I have to thank uh, Toffer for these names. I was trying to, I was struggling with names to differentiate these two lists. By the Sumbrainers, I mean that there are things about these pens that you need to consider before buying, um, either in availability or the type of filling system that they have, um, the size of the pen. Um, you know, the price of the pen, they may be more expensive than a normal pen. Um, so these are pens that are very good pens that I like and use a lot, but I'm not, I don't just straight up recommend these pens because there's other questions you need to ask yourself before you're considering these pens. Like the first one is the Franklin Christoph model 40 pocket. I love that pen. It's pocket size. It looks cool. It's got the options to use the Mike Masuyama nib line that Franklin Christoph carries and it's got an option to convert it. You can use it with a small international ink cartridge, or you can use it as an eyedropper, which is what I do. So there's things to think about when buying that pen. I never just straight up recommend a pen like that because there's lots going on with it to 
for someone who's just buying like a first fountain pen. Like I, I would never recommend a pen like that. I actually would recommend number two on the list, the Pilot Custom Heritage 91, just because of the price. The problem with it is availability. This model is Japan only. Um, they pop up on eBay, some of the, uh, I mean, not eBay, they, they are on eBay, but on Amazon sometimes. Um, and, you know, they're generally around $100 for a 14 karat gold nib that writes amazingly. That's a really good deal. Um, it's really hard to be beat. It's just not easy to track down, um, especially in the U.S. or Europe. It's um, it's pretty much in the J- Japan market only. Same with the Pilot Custom Heritage 912, which is just like the 91, but bigger and uh, bigger nibs and more nib options. Um, it's a it's more it's closer to like 180 200 dollars for that pen, but it's a it's a very business designed pen like black and black and silver uh, silver trim and it's just a real classic looking fountain pen a couple of new ones on on that list are the platinum 3776 which that's actually a new pen to me that I've been more than impressed with and I'm really happy with the one that I purchased I actually purchased um, it's called the Sai the SAI and I'll try to do a review soon because it's not the traditional 3776, but it's in along those lines. Um, it's a it's a great pen. I've been very happy about it, and you'll hear me talking more about that soon. And same with the Edison Menlo. Um, this is the pen that Jeff bought me that um, has a the, the kind of like the old school vacuumatics type filling system that uh, Brian Gray made for Edison pens. And uh, it's just a really, I I think it's probably the pen I'm using the most now, um, but it's hard to recommend it and like put it at the top of the list because it's a very expensive pen. Um, I think they start like around three fifty um, for Brian to make those because they're all they're all custom made. They're not a production line pen. Brian's got two lines of pens. He's got a production line, which is like where the Edison Beaumont falls and the Edison Perlette falls that you have, Mike, where you can buy them at, you know, different pen retailers. The Edison Menlo is in the signature line, which you actually have to get in touch with Brian and you get to pick out everything you want about that pen. So they're pretty much one-offs um, that he makes. So they he charges more for them, um, rightfully so. But um, I'm loving mine. Um. Brian actually did a really good job on the nib. I've got a uh, 0.5 cursive italic nib, and I that that may be the single most used pen in my arsenal right now. But we'll see. We might have a change next week, hopefully. <laughs> yep. So my fountain pen inks list. Um, this changes a lot actually, because I, I like I said I have a fountain pen ink problem. I'm always trying new things. I I, I really enjoy fountain pen inks, and that's kind of People ask why fountain pens a lot, and a lot of it is just because of the customization. And by that, I mean, you know, you can buy one pen and two nibs and five different inks, and you have more options than you know what to do with, um, with colors and writing style, and, and you still just have one pen. Um, so that's that's been a fun learning experience about, about fountain pens. So I pretty much always have a pen inked up with Pilot, Oroshizuku Shinkai, which is their blue-black um, that's my favorite blue-black ink and pretty much my favorite ink overall. Um, I use that in my Edison Menlo actually a lot. 
Um, the Roaring Klingner Scabiosa is an amazing ink. I cannot believe how much I like this ink. It's um, it's kind of a deep purple. It's kind of a, I wouldn't say deep purple. I guess uh, I always say what dust dusty or dusky purple. It's a really interesting ink. It's an iron gall ink, but it's super well behaved. It it works just as well from a cleaning perspective as as any ink. I've never have any ink. Um, I never have any issues cleaning a pen that I use. Um, Roaring Cleaner uh, Iron Gall inks, either Scabiosa or Salix. It's a great ink, and it's a good alternative to blues and blacks, but it still looks professional. It's not, you know, neon or super violet to where it stands out like a purple ink. It's very, it's actually a very businessy color. Uh, I like it a lot. The Pedal, Pelican Edelstein line, I like a lot, and Tanzanite is one of my favorites. It's a very, blue, it's a blue black ink, and it's got the Edelstein line has a lot of sheen in their inks, so there's kind of like a little shimmery red layer on top of the ink when it dries. It looks very cool. Now, the number four one is the Sailor Sky High, which is their bright blue, kind of like the um, Oroshizuku Kanpeki. And I think I like it better than Kanpeki, Mike. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more blue while still keeping some of those bright qualities. I don't know. I, I kind of like it. And I use that a lot in my. Um, my Franklin Christoph Model 40 Pocket, number one, because that color looks cool in that clear barrel. And number two, I just like how the ink looks on the page. It looks fantastic. And um, apparently I'm turning into a Sailor ink fan because um, number five, the Sailor Apricot has kind of taken over the Noodler's Apache Sunset for my orange ink. I still haven't tried the Fuyugaki, Mike. Is you, you still uh, all in on that one? Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes, yes 100%. I was I was the, recommending this to people at Ool as well. Like that's yeah, the I need ink. to get that. That's my ink. That is it. I love it. Don't get cool. bored of it at all. Well, that's good. That's that's actually a good. Uh, that's a that's a high recommendation to say I don't get bored of it um, because that that definitely happens with uh, certain inks. And you know, yeah, I'm bored of this. Let me just dump it out and do something else. If you always have something uh, inked up like that, like the Fuyugaki, that's a that's a very high praise. So I still need to look into that. I will. I will take care of that soon. So people asked me to separate my fountain pen inks list out. So this is a new list on the top five pen list, the top five blue-black fountain pen inks, because I, if I have six pens loaded up with ink, I, I probably have at least four of them with blue-black inks, I just because that's what I like. Um, the Shinkai, obviously number one, the Edelstein Tanzanite, number two. And then I like the Pelican Blue-Black, which is, um, it's not available in the U.S., but it's easy to get a hold of from someone like Cult Pens. It's a real classic-looking ink, um, along with the Lamy Blue Black. Both of those are a little bit, the Lamy especially, it's a little bit lighter shade, mm -hmm. but I like it. Um, and then the fifth one is Sailor Blue Black, which I didn't like at first, but the more I use it, the more I'm appreciating the, the colors and ink qualities of it. Um, I, I actually turns out I like it a lot and use it a lot. Um, so you'll probably see a lot of changes on my my blue-black list because I've probably got another 10 sitting here on the shelf that I rotate in and out. Like I don't, don't have Noodler's 54th Massachusetts on here. And, you know, I don't have the Roaring Klingner Salix and I don't have the Roaring Klingner Blau Schwartz on here. And, you know, I've just I've just got a stack of blue-black inks that I rotate in and out, so there'll probably be some changes on this list. But right now, Shinkai um, tops them all for me. 
and I usually have either Tanzanite or Pelican Blue Black loaded up um, in at least another pin or two. So Blue Blacks are kind of my thing, but uh, I do like to mix it up with uh, Scabiosa and Sky High and Apricot. Those are gives me a good range of, of colors. So the top five plastic tip pins we kind of talked about already. The Kuretake Zig pin is wonderful. Um, it tops the Secure Pigma Micron for me, even though the Micron does have more options. Um, you can get it in lots of different tip sizes. You can get it in more colors. I just find that the Kuretake is a little bit more durable, and I like my lines with it. You know, I'm not an artist. I, I write with these pens, so that's important to me. If you're an artist, you probably want to look at the Pigma Micron or the third one in the list, the Copic Multiliner, because of the range of options you have in that. The only holdback from the Copic is uh, the price, but people who use uh, Copic products swear by them, so um, price really isn't an object for um, for people picking up the Copics. And then uh, the Sharpie pen, which you talked about earlier, which is every time I pick one up, I keep those on my desk at work. And I'll, I'll grab them from time to time. And I'm, I'm always pleased with how they write. Um, Sharpie did a good job there. And I'm glad this pen has some staying power. Um, unlike some other pens that kind of come and go. So it, it's been able to hang on there very good. And then the Uni pen, which is just a good basic drawing pen. Um, it's very simple barrel, very sturdy, very good tip. Um, just comes in a few sizes in red, black, and blue. But um, it's a it's a really good pen. I always like using it. So my paper products didn't really change that much, Mike. You know, I love the Dome Paper Idea Journal, the big burly notebook um, that you know anyone from war correspondents to uh, to IT people like myself can use. It's it's just it may be the ultimate notebook um, ever made. And then the Rhodia Dot Pad Number Two, which is I use a lot for my fountain pens. And then our friends at Field Notes, the memo books. Um, I love the memo books. Always have one with me. And um, did you have some? Did you have some hot Field Notes action at Ool, Mike? I took one of the Green Day game, so I figured uh-huh. it was Irish enough. Yeah. Nice. Did you fill it up? Not as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah. In all honesty, get I, I the, never take as many talking. notes. I never take as many notes at conferences as I think I'm going to. <laughs> That's true. I can see that. I, I kind of know what you mean there. Um, the fourth one, the the Mormon memo sign inspiration. Um, that's a super high quality. Um, it's not the most cost effective product on this list, but it's such high quality um, that I love it. I still use it a lot. And then a new addition to the list is the Tomoe River paper. Um, I said is it, it might Tomoe be number now? one. I thought it was, we always <laughs> put it Tomo. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Oh. Tomo River Paper. Um, I said it might be number one when it's available in more formats. So, I mean, a lot of, lot of people have been buying the the raw reams of paper and making notebooks out of them. Um, you know, there's softback, hardback journals. There's some po- someone's making pocket-sized journals of them now. Um, and it obviously, it's in the Hobonichi Teko, which is a paper I love. But um, it's still a little bit format restrictive, if you will. Um, there's not a lot of options for it yet, but it, I could see it continuing to move up the charts as um, as it gets more more and more popular. Which um, it's been it's made good inroads here in the past year. Another new list that I had 
a bunch of people were asking for, which I can't believe I forgot this from the very first time I did my top five pins list was the top five multi pins. People ask for that all the time. And this is one where number one is pretty much far superior to everything else on the list. And that's the pilot high tech C Colito. The barrels are good. The refills are great. Um, the options are fantastic. There's so many barrels, so many refills, so many colors, so many sizes, so many things you can do with this line. And it's pretty fairly priced. Um, this is the no brainer. Number one, um, it's pretty much number one. And then everything else like the uni style fit is number two. It's not as nice a barrel. I don't like the refills as much, but it's a good looking pen. It works well. Um, it, it has a lot of options, just like the Kalito. The Charbro X is a fantastic pen, but it's very expensive, and it has a very high cost to cost of use. The refills are expensive, and they you use them up very quickly because they're gel and they're small, um, and you just you just burn through them if you're a heavy heavy writer. Um, but I have to put that on the list because it's it's technically an awesome pen. Um, it's just made wonderfully. It looks great. feels great. Um, then after that, I've got the Uniball Jetstream, which is pretty much your only choice for a good quality ballpoint multi-pen. And then the Zebra Prefill, which is a... Uh, which is a really good entrant from uh, from Zebra. Very Not as many options as the Kalito and the Style Fit, um, but a, a very good writer. Now, the top five ballpoint pens didn't change. You know, Jetstream and Acroball are 1-2, and everything else is kind of after that. The Pentel Vicuna, Pilot Dr. Grip, Zebra Serrari, those are all kind of, you know, down the line a little bit. The Kickstarter pen list changed a little bit. Um, the Render K is still my favorite. But the tactile turn mover has jumped into the number two spot, and the TI2 Tech Liner, which is still wrapping up funding, but I have a prototype of it and I love it. Um, so that's in at number three, and then we have the the TI pin from Big Eye Design, the solid titanium pin and stylus. That's one that loads up a lot of refills in it, and then the now and then Eco Essential pin, which is a really neat pin that I, I keep on my desk at home that I. Is, is just manufactured very well. Very good quality design on that. And then the top five extreme weather pins. Um, that's kind of a boring list because there's not a lot of options there. You either Tombow Air Press, Fisher Space Pen, or Uni Power Tank. Um, the Uni Power Tank actually got a lot of love in the comments section. So uh, I found that to be interesting. And the Tombow Air Press, a lot of people had problems with it, the barrel breaking, which I haven't really heard before. So um, definitely read the comments section on the on the post. And uh, people have people have some things that they're interested in and uh, some disagreements with me. Like, you know, someone says that, you know, someone's you know really not a fan of the Twisby line at all. The, they had bad experiences, you know, with the 540 cracking and, you know, just feel they're cheaply made and things like that, which I can understand. And, um, you know, someone else really doesn't like the Edison pins at all, which, you know, I can understand. Everyone's got their own taste. This is why, you know, I, I do lists like this to kind of get the conversation going and uh, kind of see what everyone everyone else is into and what their likes and dislikes are. And we have some dislikes, Mike. Ooh. So when I was put when I was putting together the top five pins list and said I was working on it, I got some comments um, on Twitter and an email to get me to mention some of the worst pens that I've ever used. Um, so I put together a post called the worst pens I have ever reviewed. 
um, just kind of as a follow-up to the top five pins list. And the number one was the easiest for me. And it's really, it's really a trifecta of pins, even though I only listed two. The Oto Fine fountain pen, the, and the Oto Dude fountain pen, and you could also throw in the Oto Rook fountain pen. I don't know what Oto is thinking with their fountain pen products. They make very good... Their, their pen designs are great in general. Like... I don't know, some of their older pens like the Oto Orca and some of their other compact pens. And just in general, they make a good-looking pen. But the quality of their fountain pens, especially the nibs, are horrible. I mean, downright unusable. And it's consistently bad. It's not just random. It's everything. So I've – when I the, – the dude was the last of the three Oto fountain pens – I reviewed and I said on that one, never again. That no more Oto fountain pens ever. I don't care what they come up with. They, they it's three strikes and they're out. Um, it's it's been just a horrible product. And then you know, both you and I love something like the Oto graphic liner. Yeah, it's an amazing pen. We just so I don't no love for that dude. Yeah, no love for that Hate dude. Hate that man. dude. Ugh. So that's. Ugh. I, I don't know what's going on there. And in the comments section, the Rook came up a bunch of times, which is their mini oh. compact pen. And yeah, I was going to add that in there, but I figured I'd already piled on enough. But it's, it's just, really the, the, the three of those pens, the Oto Fine, the Oto Dude, and the Oto Rook. That was just such um, a waste of money, the Rook. Yeah, the Rook is, has been a pretty, pretty horrible pen, and that should have been in the list too. The second one I had in there was the Pentel Sleechies Multi-Pen. And it's not the most terrible performing pin on the list, but it's been, it was one of the biggest letdowns on the list, which is why it's there. Um, it's just a really badly designed pin from a performance perspective. The ink cartridges come out at an angle, which is a challenge with a multi pin, right? Cause you have two or three or four ink cartridges sharing the same barrel. So when you deploy an ink cartridge, you have to consider from an engineering standpoint that that ink cartridge, the tip of the pen has to come out straight to provide you a good writing experience. Pentel failed on their engineering of this pen because the refills push up against each other when you eject them, and which makes the tip of the pen come at an angle. And you just can't write like that. It's an obvious issue and it's a design flaw and it, it just makes for a really poor pen and and on top of that like if you use the high-tech c single cartridge pen and you use the high-tech c Kalito, the pins are going to write the same like they feel the same the quality of the of the nib of those pins is identical the different there's a huge difference between the single cartridge Pentel Sleechy and the multi pin Pentel Sleechy's refill. The Sleechy's refills do not write as sharp or as well as the single cartridge models, and it's just a really poor design um, and kind of a letdown because they had an opportunity there to be a big player in that in that multi pin. 
um, genre, which is huge in Japan, and it's just been pretty much a failure to me. The Toll line from Office Max, which I like the Toll Gel or Tool. Is it Tool? I think no it's tool. idea. Yeah, we'll go with Tool. Yeah, it rhymes. With, it rhymes with Ool. <laughs> it's uh, it's Gaelic for pen. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, that sounds right. All right. Anyway, the the Tool ballpoint is a waste of money. Um, a lot of people love this whole line of pens. The gel pens are excellent. They're very comparable to something like the Uniball Sino 207, which is high praise. But just stay away from, from the ballpoint. They've gone through two models of all these pens. The ballpoint has not improved at all. It's, um, what it? it's just a... It's just... Ballpoint pens that write messy are a waste. And that's what this the tool ballpoint does. It's just, it's just a waste. Um so I, I would skip over that and stick with the gel ink pens from the tool. Bic has, over the past few years, they've kind of made a, a little bit of inroads into making a better quality pen. They've done some roller balls that have been nice and some needle points that have been nice. They came out with something called the A1 gel, which is something I picked off the store shelf. Uh, may have been in a grocery store even. It is horrible. It is just messy scratchy terribly designed the barrel looks like there was no quality control on the barrel you know all the seams are visible and rough from where the um the plastic barrel is getting sealed together um it's just kind of a train wreck of a pen and um which you know i don't expect a lot out of bic as a brand as a whole but just to totally waste money on a pen like that um it's never a good experience um, the last one I listed was the Karan Dash 849, and I got a lot of uh, got a lot of blowback on this one um, because it's really all about the refill on this one. It's a great barrel, and I said I'd try to find a new refill, and I haven't. Um, a lot of people have the same experience that I did with this refill. It's such a good pen. It's not a cheap pen. It's like fifteen. I think I was, I got mine off Amazon. I think it was about fifteen dollars. So it's not expensive. It's a really great barrel for a retractable pen. It comes with one just a horrible, horrible ballpoint pen uh, refill. So that's one. Um, if you're gonna, if you want that pen, expect it to write poorly and have a new refill um, ready to go for for it when you when you buy it because it's um, no redeeming values, no redeeming qualities of that refill at all. So the comment section of this post was really good, probably better than the top five pens uh, comment section. So check those out. A um, lot of Odo Rook hate. Um, Mary Collis mentioned the Lamy uh, Balloon Rollerball, which is one I forgot. That is a really good pen barrel with a really bad refill. It's very much like the Caron Dash. And um, with the Lamy Balloon, the refill was proprietary. Um, there's no option to replace it, and which is kind of sad. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. A lot of people hate the dude. A lot of people uh, hate the rook. Um, the Twisby Vac 700 got a mention, which I can see that. Um, it's a very oddly designed pen, and I have a review pending in the queue for that one, um, along with the Noodler's Ahab, which is a flex nib pen from Noodler's. Um, they have a, some issues with quality control on those, I think. Um, I'm not a fan of those. And um, one of the ones that I missed 
that I really should have put on there is the Uniball Vision RT. It's a horrible, horrible liquid ink pen. It's just, it's like writing with a marker. It just leaks through page after page. You know, it'll leak through, bleed through two pages at a time if you just write at a normal pace. It's been, it's been a really, really bad pen, awful pen. You can look up my review on that, and it's just terrible. So um, that's pretty much it. There's a bunch more, uh, bunch more um, comments in there. So people, um, people complaining about the pens that they hate. So it's, uh, it's good to check out. So I think that's about it. It's, uh, it's always fun to do these exercises to see what has changed, what hasn't changed. Um, you know, uh, it. In six months' time, there was surprisingly little change. I think, um, which is kind of good. Um, you know, the the pins that we think are good or that I think are good are kind of holding up to that. And uh, I think that's a good thing. It, you know, it gives um, kind of a, a solidifies the recommendation of some of those pins. So I'm uh, pretty happy with how it turned out. And uh, as always, if you have feedback on those lists, let me know. And let me tell you how you can let Brad know. You can get him on Twitter. He is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. Or you can go to uh, our show notes page, which is today, uh, 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 104. And not only will you find all the links there to what we discussed today, you'll also find the contact button, which will allow you to send an email to us. Um, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Until next time, we'll be back next Thursday, as we spoke about before. Have a great week. Enjoy your pens. Bye-bye.